Well, welcome. This is WNZN Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. Very happy that you tuned in today. Again, we're 89.1 FM on the radio. Thanks for calling in on this beautiful autumn day. I'm here with my good friend, David Abood. Hey, Jan, great to be here with you. I missed a couple shows. It's good to be back. Good to be back. Yeah. We've all been traveling. I mean, oh, yeah. Hither and yon, and uh, weather is turning now from this beautiful autumn weather to winter. I think we just had our first light snowfall. Yeah. But we're very happy, everyone that's tuned in this day, uh, look at an interesting topic. And then going forward, as we go to the end of the year, David, we got... Uh, Several special guests and interviews lined up, yes. both local ministries and projects, and actually some that are worldwide, global in scale. So we're going to have those uh, special guests right. coming in the coming days. But what I wanted us to look at today is the, is in the Bible, just these letters, these epistles. You know, the Apostle Paul was amazing. This guy is simply amazing. Uh, wrote 13 of the letters in the New yeah. Testament. Mm -hmm. uh, he's, even to this day, missionary study the way he strategy mm -hmm. and the way he operated. But the way he encouraged churches and Christians and believers, 2,000 years later, it impacts us even right now, right here. And I want our listeners to, to kind of join in as we get into this one of his letters to this church that was in a city called Colossae. And this city was in present-day Turkey, Back then, they called it Asia, and that's where a lot of Paul's ministry was. If you study the New Testament, he was uh, uh, lived there. I mean, that's where he grew up in Tarsus, which was in in this part of the world. But um, nevertheless, I firmly believe you know all Scripture is given by inspiration of God mm -hmm. and is profitable for doctrine, instruction, <clears throat> correction, that the man of God might be thoroughly equipped. Yeah, you know, to be mature. And as we look at this letter, we're going to see it's got tremendous application and implications to where we are today. And to everyone listening, as, as well as for me and for David, I think we can really glean some serious information to guide our lives by looking at this little letter uh, written 2,000 years ago. Yeah. And just, you know, we don't write letters today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. David, we send emails no, we and we yeah. send tweets and we do text and, you know, this mm -hmm. little stuff. But these were actual letters written uh, to these little churches, and they probably were gathering in their home. We're going to see that. But if you look at Coloss the book of Colossians, uh, again, it's written to this little city called Colossae. But if you look at chapter 4, we're going to start by looking at the beginning, at the end, then we'll go to the beginning. Yeah. But look at verse chapter 4, verse 15 and 16. Give me greetings to the brothers and sisters at Laodicea and to Nympha, and the church in her house. After this letter has been read to you, see that it is also read in the church of Laodiceans, and in turn, read the letter from Laodicea. Okay, yeah. so what we a couple little things here. He says, greet the brother, the brethren, that's the believers, who are in Laodicea, uh -huh. and the church that is in his house. So a lot of the early, early church were meeting in houses. They right. hadn't built big structures, they didn't have big buildings. And it's kind of like a house church today, what we might define as a house church. But he says, and when this epistle, the one we're going to look at this afternoon, when this epistle is read among you, see that it is read also in the church that's over there. So they yeah. exchanged letters. So it shows you how the church grew by reading these letters. Yeah, they worked together They worked too. together yeah. and they shared. So as we get into this letter, we're entering into a letter that was shared by believers in a house 2,000 years ago and encouraged them in their faith. Wow. And what I find remarkable, David, is that these are only four chapters here, okay? It's less yeah. than 100 verses. Right. But if this is all they had, 
Don't forget, they didn't have books and whole Bibles like we have today. If all they had was this letter to the Colossians, it's remarkable how much is in here for church growth, for behavior, for right doctrine, all contained in this one little, really extremely important letter. And again, as a letter, we're going to look into it, it opens up like a letter with a greeting. You, yeah. can, you can read it and if you want it in verse sure. chapter 1, right. verse 1 through 3. Okay, you want to go to Colossians 1? Uh, yeah, and it's just an opening of a letter. It's got structure. Like all letters, it has an introduction, a greeting, and then it goes through content, <laughs> right. and then it goes to a closing and a blessing. But look at the first three verses. Uh, Colossians 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to God, holy people in Colossia, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ, grace and peace to you from God, our Father. Okay. Now, we see here, Paul's an apostle. Apostle means one who is sent. And and Paul, we know Jesus had 12 apostles. One of them betrays him, Judas. Mm -hmm. Okay. But Paul's an apostle because, number one, he was commissioned by Jesus. He saw Jesus risen. That's an right. important thing. Remember, he <clears throat> greeted him on yeah. the road to Damascus. Uh, he was he was empowered to do miracles, and he's inspired the Holy Spirit to write Scripture. So those are some of the marks of an apostle. Plus, he's commissioned by Christ to go make apostles, to go make disciples right. by planting churches. So number one, he's an apostle by the will of God. People didn't hire him to be an apostle or select him. He was by the will of God. To the saints and faithful brothers who are in Colossae. Here we see holy ones or saints is the same word, basically. Yeah. And all through the New Testament, a believer is a saint. You know, some people realize, oh, no, a saint is a very special person that's died and gone to heaven or something. Mm-hmm. That's not how the Bible shows it. A saint is simply somebody that has been washed in the blood. In other words, been forgiven. He's born again by the Holy Spirit. He's indwelt by the Holy Spirit. That person is a saint. Even yeah. if he's a believer of one day. Right. Or he's a believer for 70 years. Mm-hmm. And that's important to remember as you let the scripture yeah. teach us, you know. Mm-hmm. And then he always says, grace to you and peace from God. All Grace always comes before peace. Because grace means is unmerited favor. We don't have peace if we don't have that gift of God, first and foremost. Yeah. Some people say the acronym for grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. Mm-hmm. G-R-A-C-E. God's <laughs> riches at Christ's expense. Because of grace... For you and peace from God our Father. And then he gives thanks for these people that are living in this little church yeah. in Colossae. He says, I give thanks to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Now here's the point, David. They don't think Paul ever met this group because he's writing this letter from a prison cell in right. Rome. Yeah. So he may never yeah. have met him, but he's concerned about them. He's heard about them. He even says that. He says, I'm praying for you, verse 4, since I heard of your faith. Mm-hmm. and your love for the brethren. Notice, your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for the saints. So faith is towards God, and love is toward fellow man. You know, And then he, he's talking about, he's really encouraging them. He says, I've heard good reports from you. This right. is a good church, but it might have issues. Because of this, he's going to pray for them. And if you want to read, this is very interesting how he starts out this prayer. Sure. In verse 9, in verse 9, through 11. Just look at this prayer he's going to pray okay. for them. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with his knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, 
so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you, you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. Okay, so we'll thank you. Yeah. So what we see here, he's praying, but notice, he yeah. says, I'm praying for you guys, but what is he praying for? He's praying that they might be filled with knowledge, yeah. with wisdom, wisdom, with spiritual understanding. understanding. Most of our prayers are exterior. Yeah. We pray True. for we pray for uh, health, a sickness, a job opportunity, a financial situation. That's not bad mm-hmm. because Jesus even says, give us this day our daily bread. But the, we, we forget about the internal prayers. These are internal, you see? Yeah. Pray for more wisdom. Pray for understanding. Pray for spiritual insight. If if God wants us to pray for these, these are things he wants to give us. But if we don't pray and ask him for it, right. what does the Bible say? We have not because... we ask not. I, so this to me yeah. is like a... I don't want to call it a blank check, but it's kind of like this idea. If God is saying... If, through the Apostle Paul, yeah. ask for wisdom, ask for understanding, ask for spiritual insight. I think we should do that. And I find it interesting. He's praying his prayer before he starts giving them spiritual instruction. Yeah. What's well, implied here right. is they might need spiritual understanding to understand the lessons he's going to bring about. Yeah. And, and all this seems to tie in, John, to bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, the focus is God yeah. and bearing, you know, uh, and bearing fruit in every good work. So it's all about following Christ, creating disciples, and living a good life. You know, I think about how I pray. It, it's it's evolved over time, but it was always you're right for material things. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we need to get this success in business, or you know, could you help? Uh, you know, our son do this, or right. daughter do that, right. and you don't see any of that anywhere in here. Right. And it's not either or. Right. It's and also. Right. But my point being that is that we 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 don't realize that God wants to give us these things, wisdom, insight. Right. For example, if you yeah. go back two books, two letters to the Ephesians, right? The letter to the Ephesians. This is a very spiritual church which, in Ephesus. Which one are we? Ephesians. Uh, Ephesians. And in He's writing this letter to this church in Ephesus. And again, this is a very spiritual church. There's very little correction or rebuke, right? right? But in verse 15, he says, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15, he says, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, do not cease to give my thanks, make mention you of my prayers, that God, the Lord of our Lord Jesus Christ, may give you the spirit of wisdom, revelation, knowledge, that the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yes. This is internal. And I think that's a good thing that we should focus on, you know, as we go to the end of this year and we think right. about, boy, how, how can I grow spiritually? How can I understand the things that God wants to teach me? And especially out of his word. Well, maybe we should pray first and pray the Holy Spirit would enlighten us would inform us, guide us, give mm-hmm. us insight. I mean, if you study yeah. the Old Testament, when yeah. Solomon was going to become king of Israel, right. and God said to him, what do you want? Do you remember what he said? I want wisdom to yes. know how to rule these people. Yeah. And be, God says, because you've asked for wisdom, I'm going to give you wealth and power. But because you ask for wisdom first, and he would go mm-hmm. on to write most of the Proverbs, which are a book of mm-hmm. wisdom. And it says in the book of James, chapter 1, if any man lack wisdom, yeah. what? 
ask from God the Father and he'll give it to you. This is a real prayer. Yeah. As much as we pray for daily um, bread, yes. our necessities, right. as much as we say, lead us not into temptation, but deliver Great us from evil, evil spiritual, yeah. so too. And I, I don't like want to belabor it, but I do think it's an important thing that as Christians, we should remember that we can access stuff through the Holy Spirit when yes. we ask God. Yeah. If we don't want it, don't ask. I, I think this also reinforces living a good life that's centered on Christ. Even though you, you don't you don't pray for things, I think what we've seen in our own lives, the amazing things that have happened that we've thought we've needed or we've just, you know, needed to get through in a situation and things happen. Yeah, right. You know, even if we're not praying for it, because if you're doing the right things, I think that's what this is all about. God's going to take care of you in so many ways. Yeah. And a key part is that that interior life. Right. Wisdom, <clears throat> knowledge, spiritual understanding. Verse 10, that you might might mm -hmm. walk worthy of the Lord, pleasing him in every good work. So it starts inward, and then it's expressed yes. in our behavior, right. outward, <clears throat> inward, outward, inward, outward. Yeah. Strengthen with all might according to his power. And then he says, but I look at, I love verse 13 and 14 of Colossians chapter 1. Okay, let me get over there. Colossians chapter, he's, he's, he's given this instruction, he says, that God has delivered us from the power mm -hmm. of darkness. Do you ever think about that before well, we're yeah. Christian? No, I, yeah. We're in darkness. Yes, we're dead. Uh, so 14? Uh, 13 and 14. Okay. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So now he's saying, look, yeah. before you were Christian, we were in darkness. Yeah. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, if our gospel be hid... It is hid to them whom the God of this age has blinded. Mm -hmm. You see, we don't even realize we're in darkness. Right. Am I right? Yeah. We just went about life, bumping into walls, right. yeah. <laughs> making yeah. poor choices, not yes. thinking about God, because we were in darkness. Right. You know, yeah. but once the lights came on, you're thinking, whoa, now you've got a better understanding of life. Yes. But notice, he's delivered us from the power of darkness and moved us or transported us into the kingdom of the son of his love. So think about in Exodus. Yeah. The Israelites were in slavery yeah. for 400 years. And God took them. We call it the Exodus. He moved them, transferred them. Because in ancient times, when an enemy would come and take over a city or a country, they often deported the people back to their country. They used them as servants mm -hmm. and slaves or whatever. Yeah. They did it with the Israelites when they took them to Babylon. You transport them. But when God transported the people out of slavery, remember Moses... Yeah. After 400 years mm -hmm. of slavery, he moved them through the wilderness to the promised land. But how did he do it? Do you remember what the last plague was? Remember, he, how did he get yeah. those slaves released? He says they were, Moses was doing all oh, these yeah. yeah, the miracles. death of the first son. Yeah. The, the, the lamb, the, the Passover yeah, right. lamb, you take the blood, right, and put, put it, it on the doorpost, door and that gets you. Yes. And how, how are we set free from darkness? The of blood sin, of Christ. The blood of the lamb. The, the perfect sacrifice. And he, so this is yeah. an important point right. here. He's putting a lot of theology yeah. here, David. You, you know, it, and, and that's the main thing, too. You know, the most gruesome event in history was... The most beautiful event for us yeah you know yeah you're it's right. just it's unbelievable and uh i know billy graham uh they they did a video on him when he was 91 before he died and he that's basically what he talked about yeah it's uh, through the cross that i have salvation even though people don't like to think about it what happened there 
is one of the most beautiful things, one of the most beautiful gifts of love that was ever given to the world. You got it right. Yeah, and you so, know, if, of all the logos of yeah. all the businesses throughout the ages, yeah. you know, you think of the M for McDonald's right. and you think of Target yeah. has the circle and the right. an apple for apple. Mm-hmm. The greatest logo of all of history is what? The cross. The cross. Yeah. The cross. Yeah. And why? You know, like you say, it's, it's that the blood was shed there that we can obtain freedom. And I always like to think of the bar, the upward mm-hmm. bar from the earth going towards heaven, mm-hmm. the upward piece of wood, is our relationship to God. And then the cross beam is now our relationship with our fellow man. Yeah, it, it's, it's really hard to even comprehend. I mean, I think about myself doing that for my family. Yeah. That's one thing, but to be the son of God, to want to leave paradise, agree to be in the womb of a, of a female, and to go through all that, and then to die a brutal death for us, just to think that over, that decision that yeah, was right. made, uh, I mean, it, there can't be a greater love than that. I mean, it's unbelievable. No, you're so, right, David, yeah, because Jesus at one point said, no man taketh my life yeah. from me, right. but I lay it down willingly. He right. told Peter, he says, don't you know at this time I can pray to my father? And he would send 12 legions of angels. That's like scorched earth. That's like, oh, yeah. forget it. Seven of them would be trouble. Yeah, One of them would be trouble. So he's saying that <laughs> yeah. nobody takes my life from me. That's an important thing to remember. Yeah. People go, well, it was the Romans. It was the mm. Jewish leadership. No, it was God's plan from the beginning. It was his plan right. before the foundation of the world. This right. was his plan. Right. Now, he used human instruments. Judas betrayed him, and the, the, the mm-hmm. Jewish leadership offered him up to the Romans. The yeah. Romans tried him in these different in terrible trials, and he was finally you know, tortured and executed. But it was God's plan for our redemption. But notice, he, he takes us from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption, as they bought through the blood. Through the, the, the Paschal Lamb. Then now he doesn't just save us from something. He's going to save us to something. That's what we call the victorious Christian yeah. life. He, he just didn't take you and me out of sin, David, and, you know, and, and mm-hmm. patterns of, you know, all of that of an unsaved person. But he wants to bring us into a life of prayer, a transformation, a per- people of influence, people that can share the gospel with others, to raise our children and grandchildren, and be be somebody yeah. that's going to share this message yeah. now. You know, it's perfect. It's when, the good news, man. It's good news. Uh, you know, and, and I love when we start to approach Thanksgiving and then Christmas. This is this is my favorite time of year because uh, we have the birth of Christ. We're thankful for the year. We look back at all the blessings he's given us for another year before he's born. Right. And, and then it starts all over again for, for me. You know, I really, um, this is a great time of year. And well, we, you're right. Yeah, it's just that's because the way I Because you have look Thanksgiving, yeah, Christmas, New Year, right? So you have you're looking back, at, like you right. say, in the old year, mm-hmm. thank thankful for mm-hmm. God. You're looking at the incarnation that uh, the Word became flesh and right. and then you're because of that, right. you can look into the New Year and say, right. all right, here we go, here we go. Again. You're not going on your own. You got Christ, right. You know, you got the Holy Spirit indwelling. You got fellow believers around you, and. And also, how are we going to grow in the knowledge of God the next year? You're right. You know, and, and that's really the important thing. You know, are there people that we can really feed into to help bring them to the Lord? So we really, I mean, that's one of the things that I focus on during the new year. I do look back. My family knows that. I look back at, at the physical accomplishments, the spiritual ones, 
that we're doing in his name, or at least I, I think that there's some accomplishments, and then how are we going to move forward? Well, how can we do better than we did yeah, previously? Because right. that's what Christ did. you got to think of it like yeah. we're sitting here now, right. right, November of 2022. Right. If we're sitting at this table next year, yeah. how have we changed? Right. Or if you're listening to this radio program, mm -hmm. you're sitting in a living room, or you're sitting listening on the radio in the car. <clears throat> Where you're at today, how is that going to be different than who you are? Were you next yeah. year? Have you have you grown? Have I grown? Mm -hmm. Am I more Christ-like? Right. Am I more compassionate? Am I more right. loving? Am I more pure? Yeah. Th this is the goal we that we want to be moving. Yes. Into, into that, <clears throat> and not just standing still, or let alone backsliding and going backwards. Who am I to be on the show with you? I mean, I, I'm a nobody. I mean, when I started off, I mean, it was 10 years ago or so where I came to the Lord, and now I'm sitting here with the former president of WAC, a 40-year missionary, John Murtha, and all these people that you have trained, you've discipled. Anything is possible in God. And these people that are listening, you know, I just urge you to get off the couch and really start to think through what you can do outside of showing up for an hour a week to church. That's really what this is all about. Mm -hmm. And that's really the marching orders that he's giving us. And to think he's in prison, Paul, yeah. so joyful yeah. in writing some of his best works, his best books. Incredible. So, yeah, it is. So. I always think about that, too, because, yeah. you know, I'm thinking, okay, what am I complaining about? All right, here he is writing these wonderful books, and he's in prison. Could be killed at any point, yeah, right. you know, and his love is just outpouring for people, so. You're right, David, yeah. and I think he, he, the thing with Paul, he seems to, he, he's so obsessed with the person of Jesus Christ yes. and what God did for him. He just didn't take him from something. <laughs> he gave him a commission. He gave him a purpose mm -hmm. in life, and... That's why he says, look, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. He yes. goes, if I'm living, I'm going to keep going forward, taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. If I die, I go to be with the Lord. You know, yeah. So he was in a good place in a sense of who he was in Christ. Now yeah. he's going to transition after he tells these believers here right. in Colossae who they are, what God has done for them. Now he's going to tell them something about Jesus, who Jesus is. And he's going to give them what we call high doctrine, mm -hmm. or the formal word here is Christology, about the yeah. person of Jesus. But look what he starts, look at verse 15. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Okay, now he say, he's going to bring up these attributes of God. Right. Number one, he says the image of the invisible God. Yes. In other words, Jesus... When he comes, it says in John mm -hmm. chapter 1, the word became flesh and dwelt. Mm -hmm. He was God in human flesh, yes. right? And he says in later in John, the Gospel of John, it says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Right. It's like image here is like um, on a coin where they right. would press the image of the emperor. Yeah. It would be a, like a representation. Mm -hmm. Well, Jesus is that perfect image of God right. in terms of beauty, holiness, purity, compassion, mm -hmm. kindness, righteousness. All of these things are in the person of Jesus Christ, and that's why it says he is the image, because why? We cannot see God. Right. We can't see God. That's why it'll say in Hebrews um, 1, it says, God, who at various times in various ways spoke in times past by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, who is appointed heir of all things, who being in the brightness of his glory and the expressed image of yeah. his person. He's, he's, you know, that's a very important point. So what he's, what Paul is telling through the inspiration, 
these believers now remember this is probably mostly gentiles he's speaking this letter to yeah he's giving them all this high doctrine Uh why this is so important is this is one of the most attacked points of the christian faith is the deity of jesus christ it was back then it is today Mm -hmm. and many christians don't know david uh, when they're asked, was Jesus a great man or a holy prophet? Yes, yes. Was he God coming in the flesh? I don't know for sure. You know, because they, they don't know this. Mm-hmm. You see, and it's it could be. So he says, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Now, this firstborn of all creation means rank. It, in other words, it doesn't mean uh, in the firstborn, particularly in the Old Testament, meant you had the highest rank in the family. David was not firstborn in his family he was actually last but it'll say in psalm 89 uh that god makes him yeah i have found my servant david with my holy oil i have anointed him i my arm shall strengthen him and then he says uh he shall be my firstborn well david wasn't the firstborn mm. but in rank right in preeminence he was the king mm-hmm. see that's how he's using it here yeah that jesus is the highest of the highest he's saying the firstborn of over all creation now look at verse 16 of Colossians. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. Do you see how much he's saying there? Yeah. Now he said, first of all, he's the invis- image of the invisible God. Second, he's firstborn all of creation. Now he's saying all things that were created were created by him. In heaven. In heaven. Yeah. In heaven and on earth. Heaven and on earth. Mm-hmm. Visible, that's what we see here. Us, our bodies, the trees, the universe, the stars, the galaxies. But also the invisible things. Thrones, dominions, principalities, power. This is angelic beings. Different ranks of angelic beings. Both good angels and demonic. You see? He, he controls them all. That's why the real... War is not Jesus versus Satan. That's there's no contest there. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, right. It's, that's not the contest. No, because one is the created creature and the other is the creator. There's such a huge. Yeah. This you know, it's like the artist, the cartoonist draws figures on the yeah, cartoon like page, that, but right. he's the he's he's the one that's created the whole yes. thing in the beginning. Yeah. So. Why he's writing this is these people back then, there was teachings and religions and superstitions yeah. that believed there was different ways you could access different spirit beings. Right. Angels, spirits, they could give you knowledge, insight. Mm-hmm. It was occultic mm-hmm. and super. And he's saying, hey, Jesus is above all that. Jesus created all that, the things you see mm-hmm. and the things that you don't see. And today we live in a world that man doesn't even believe in creation. I know. I mean, they, they, they look at this world, you know, the leaves just turn. Right. All that beautiful color the past two months. Now we get this first snow. And people think, oh, yeah, that was just a big explosion. And over time, and <laughs> come on. Exactly. I mean, all of this just happened as a big explosion. And it happens regularly on cue. That's and, what... and, and, and that's the beautiful thing. You know, John, it's really interesting how all of these things were created through him and for him. Exactly right. For Jesus. That's his so you know so you know let's think about that so heaven was created for jesus too right we were created for jesus everything the angels were created for jesus everything so explain that so is that that's the father's love for his son kind of like giving him the keys to the oh yeah to the castle satan's temptation of jesus in the wilderness right 
He shows them all these kingdoms of the world, right? <clears throat> I'll give it's you all this if down. you follow me. Yeah. Right. Jesus, right. take it, right? Because they're, they're, they're his. Right. But but it's he, in the process of getting them, he yeah. wants to take everybody with him. Right. What is his bride, the church. He wants to rescue all these mm -hmm. people. But it's all he owns it all. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Boy, does, doesn't that make you sit and pause for a minute and think about God the Father and what... He doesn't need anything. No. He doesn't need complete. anything. He's complete. He's he's great in his own being. Yeah. I mean, he's you know that he is. He doesn't need man, us. Man, yeah. does that is that our our understanding is just just not there. It's, You're right. It's David. just so hard to even contemplate that. Think of it yeah. like this. Yeah. Um, you have the Trinity yeah. from all of creation, and we know God is right. love. It's it's right. clear. That, so there's a union in in the mm -hmm. Trinity. There's. Mm -hmm. One God, three distinct persons pertaining the Godhead, you know, right. and they love, there's this love at the core. But out of that love, out of the overflow of that love, comes these other creatures, <clears throat> angels and human beings, that God wants to share right. and express his love. So think of a married couple that come together. Yeah. They love each other, right? Mm -hmm. Now, they don't, quote unquote, have to have children. But in an ideal world, because of their love one for another, it overflows into these children mm -hmm. being produced and coming into this world that you can share your love with them and then hopefully in return they reflect your right. love back to so you've increased love. Right. So in a small sense, <clears throat> that's what God does. He he shares his love, his mm. creative beauty with all of us and he wants us this is just kindergarten, yeah, right? right? This well, this, yeah, definitely. What he's got planned for us is the big show. Yeah. That's why the Bible says in Romans, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, <laughs> right. nor enter the heart of man what great things right. God has prepared for those that love him. <clears throat> this is just yeah. kindergarten, first grade. But if we're faithful here, he's going to make us faithful with much over there. And, uh, you know, like I always say, the best is yet to come. But to your wow. point, it was made for Jesus. Yeah. And it says here, <clears throat> I like this. He's not only the creator, but says all things were created through him, for him. And he is before all things. In other words, he, yes. he just like if you look at the watch on my hand, <clears throat> that yeah. you, it doesn't take much intelligence to realize there's a watchmaker that's right. outside of that right. watch, before right. that watch, right. to have the thought mm -hmm. to make this thing. So too, when you look at the universe and creation, it's not hard to believe that there's a creator greater than the universe that made mm -hmm. this. That's why it says right. he's before all things. But notice all things consist. Uh, he holds it together. Right. Th th this is it's a really interesting <clears throat> thought. It says this in Hebrews. It says, Who being in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, he upholds all things by the word of his power. You know, he's holding the atoms together, right? Molecules together. He holds galaxies together, Milky Ways together. He not only creates them, but he, every, otherwise everything would just <laughs> implode. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. the sun came up at a certain time. Yeah. It's going to go down at a certain time. We're not going into summer weather in another month. We're going into winter. You know, this great is God's faithfulness. Right. You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> Once you study the Word of God, it illuminates the world around you. Yes, it does. So now we see, now He's the creator. He's the sustainer. He's 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 the one that <clears throat> owns all this. It's meant for Him. And then it says, look at verse 18, Colossians 1. And He is the head of the body the church he is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead so that in everything he might have the supremacy okay the, what what's being stressed here <clears throat> is the supremacy of jesus christ right he, because again false teaching was getting into the churches back at that time first century rome mm -hmm. 
Jesus was just a, 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 an enlightened being. He was just one of these great right. uh, masters, <clears throat> prophets. Whatever. Yeah. No, he's saying no. He, he's, he's, he's the creator. Everything is made. Then he's going to shift to the church. And he says he is the head of the body, the church. See, he's the head of... We're his parts, you know what I mean? We're all fitted into the right. church. You know, one's <clears throat> a finger, one's yeah. a hand, one's the eyes. And that's why when... Because we're part of that body, but he is the head. That's why mm -hmm. when Jesus knocks Paul to the ground on the road to Damascus, and he says, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute... Right, me. <clears throat> persecute me. Was he persecuting Jesus? Well, he was killing uh, Christians. Right, but Christians are part of the body right, of Christ. So if yeah. if if you cut your foot, David, right. your whole body <clears throat> is in pain. Right. So if Paul's attacking Christians back before he was, he's attacking Christ. Christ yeah. felt it. Right. Why are you persecuting me? Right. See how you, yeah. we're locked in union with Jesus Christ. This yeah. is a powerful thought. Yeah, and and that that's an that's a very important thought because we're supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves, and I think that's key because even. When Paul was talking, you know, all the residents of Asia, Jews and Greeks, they heard the word of the Lord. And he didn't, he was talking to the masses yeah. equally. Yeah. And, you know, and you see how cooperative they were back then, too. You know, each church is going to share the information, yeah, grow right, in the right, right. faith and, and love of Jesus Christ. Boy, I, I wish we had that today. I wish we could go back to some of these basics and that our pastors could take the basics and see well, how well it, it grew the faith. I know it's yeah. tough. I know it's tough. Remember a couple of things, though, yeah, David. The, right. These churches had issues. That's yeah, why well, often these letters are written, because they had... Sure they did. They had yeah. uh, conflict. They had arguments. They had dissension. Right. Um, but there, we always strive to come into unity. That's why the Bible says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called... They, they, they won't hear the earth. Yeah. Jesus doesn't want his body divided or cut no. up. or you know, and, But... but but he also wants to protect his body and not let unclean doctrine or teaching come in. Right. But the important thing we see here, he's the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. In other words, he was the first one to raise from the dead, physically raised from the dead, ascended to heaven. See, he's the first. Mm -hmm. the first. Yeah. As a result of him, that means all of us are going to go the same way. It's called the first fruit. You know, it's that in all things he may have preeminence that's the key here that he is the he's the main guy he's the preeminent one he is yeah. uh, he's just laying these things on the table mm -hmm. one after another boom mm -hmm. he's the creator it's all created for him he's the firstborn from the dead he has preeminence da, 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 yeah. da. there can be it's no right doubt there. right and many theologians think this was put into a hymn the way this thing is structured it was like in a hymn and it was easy to remember for these early believers that didn't have access to, you know, Bible study books and all this other stuff. The title, uh, you know, the one title before verse 15 of Colossians 1, it says the supremacy of the Son of God. Right. It's so, I'm so confused on how it's not clear that Jesus is the Son of God. There are so many times in the Bible where... Um, where, where it's communicated that he is the son of God. Jesus says, I am the yeah, son right, of God. Right. When he was baptized, the, the clouds opened and God said, this is my son who I'm well pleased. I mean, hey man, if this, you believe in God, even if you listen to that verse alone, this is the when thing, he got man. baptized, right. I mean, what are we, what's our, and, and once you get by that hurdle, if it is a hurdle for you, Man, does the whole world open up. It fits together. Yes. 
It fits. It's, yeah. it's, it's like the, the spiritual key. world. Everything opens up. It's the really. It's the it's the true treasure of the word. And once you see that the whole Bible is driven just around Jesus Christ, it's all about Him. Exactly. And His coming, His actions for us. You know, we went through that, and you know, uh, Joseph is like Adam. You know, uh, we went through the whole thing. Moses like Adam. David like Adam or David like Jesus, yeah. all the way through, showing how their lives were so similar, because the man upstairs knows what we need, you know, to be reminded of what has happened here. Yeah, you know? right. He's not, a, he's not just a prophet. But people, yeah. your point is well taken there, because people today don't see it. They don't. And I didn't see it. I mean, not, not everyone sees it. Before I had it. religion, yeah. and right. I understood, you know, yeah. I would go to church or sing in the choir, but I didn't know... Yeah. I didn't have that in my head. Like, oh my goodness, this is truly God come in the flesh, yeah. sinless life. Right. No reason to be put on the cross, yeah. but he goes to the cross for John Michael Martha, and he goes through this incredible torture. Mm -hmm. He's mocked. Six hours it takes to put him on the cross until he finally dies. For me, and once I knew that, and it sunk in, and then I thought, oh man, I never, I never knew it to that capacity. And after that, I said, that's it. And then I received forgiveness, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and game on that was it and that's why we sit here today yes but the beauty of it david mm -hmm. we can share this with others yes and you see lives transformed not just lives but families am i right yes and and it goes down line it goes down river just touch this one well touch look what it look what it did in our family exactly right uh you know um, i i thought we were living a decent life you know i was going to church once a week for an hour i was a server boy like you jen and I thought, man, you know, I, I'm ahead of the curve, you know, especially getting up at 6.15 and doing that before class started at 8.15. I did that for years in grade school. And I thought, man, you know, I'm, I'm a league above the rest. I was doing nothing at all, truly. <laughs> um, you know, in terms of trying to create disciples and really understanding what was in the book, uh, the Bible, I, I didn't understand it at all until... Till, you know 10 years ago when we started on our walk yeah. it wasn't clear to me what was in there yeah right you know i just thought these were some pretty cool stories we didn't know, know. Uh, yeah the, so the, back then the bible was a closed book right. by and large right we just weren't you know i don't blame anybody but i blame myself i should have looked you know but uh once you get into it then you say okay now i see now yes. when we study the scripture now it makes sense does it not david like, yes it does and and like you said when you look at the old testament in mm -hmm. typology and prophecy and predictions i always think of it like a, a a wheel spokes on a wheel right the hub holds all the spokes together they all go to the middle right. well all the spokes are like the prophecies the yes. predictions the pictures of christ in the old testament <laughs> but they all center on christ he holds it together they all point toward him but he holds it all together mm -hmm. And if he's not the Christ, it all falls apart. You know, um, it, it's kind of like giving the, you know, having the Navy SEALs go um, into the field um, to execute on their their projects and not give them any bullets in their gun. Mm -hmm. And you know, so one of the things that I've changed uh, for our own family is how blessed we've been that we could transfer this to our kids right. uh, before we leave this planet and go up to oh, yeah. heaven, God willing, right, right. with the Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And it is the true, it is the best gift we can give them. It gives them every piece of arsenal they'll need to deal with life challenges. Every piece of arsenal. It's it. It's, it's that it, simple. That's there, the, there's no other way to say no. it. It's... It, it, it's 
It's it is the Christmas story. It is okay for yeah. God so loved right. the world mm-hmm. that He gave. <clears throat> right. That's it. Yeah. That's your. That's why to this day we have presents at Christmas. I don't care how materialistic oh, sure. yeah. and all <clears throat> that other stuff. Okay, that's not my concern. But it's mm-hmm. all about yeah getting an undeserved gift from somebody right. that loves you. Am right. I right? Yeah. But the gift from God is the mm-hmm. very best gift of all because it goes yeah. forever and ever. But all we have to do to do is receive it to as many that's as right. believed upon Him. Right. He gave the right to become a child That's of God. Right. That's it. So every there's all these yeah. everybody there's a gift under the tree, so to speak, the cross. Yeah. And it's got all your names on. It's got my name. Got your. We got two options. If there's a gift mm-hmm. given to you, David, you have two options. What are they? Receive it. Receive it. Or reject it. Or reject it. Yeah. Receive it yeah. or reject it. And if somebody's listening to this radio program today, and and you don't quite understand this, yeah. As you study the scripture, and I always encourage people. To start with the Gospel of John, mm-hmm. just pray and ask God to reveal Himself to you. Read one chapter a day, just you know, mm-hmm. and the next chapter. But when you come to places where it says, "For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believeth on Him should not perish." Yeah. See, there's a warning right. in there. Right. There's a danger if you refuse right. it. This idea of being mm-hmm. separated from right. God for eternity. But to as many received him, to them he gave the power to become a child of God. You know, we're, we're doing some of these videos that we're hoping to release, Jan, next year, God willing. And, um, you know, one of the videos you do is where you talk about how some people think when they die, it's like a TV set. You just turn it off and mm-hmm. it's over. Right. If you're not in the Word and you're not a follower of Christ, that is true, right? Well, no, because... Something happens. I mean, the Bible says but, it is appointed unto man once to die, and then the judgment. And right. what the judgment is is a separation from God. Right. So, but what, what I mean is, you are not going to have eternal life in heaven if you are not a follower of Christ. Right. You're yeah. separated from right. God for eternity. That's the hard part. Right. And people have issues with the idea of hell or separation from God. All I know is the Bible says God is not willing that any should mm-hmm. perish, but all that might come to repentance. And death in the Bible means separation, yeah. not secession. Not right. you know. So when God says to Adam and Eve, "The day you partake of the tree, the tree of knowledge of good, you will surely die." Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't die physically, but their spirit mm-hmm. was separated from God. You see. So when we die, the normal physical <clears throat> death, our body goes down, but our soul goes somewhere. Right. It's separated. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so it either goes to be with the Lord. Right. Or it goes to be away from the Lord. Mm-hmm. The key is. As the Bible says, today is the day of salvation. If you hear his voice, don't harden. Don't harden your right. heart. Right. But call out on God and yeah. believe upon God. Yeah. So, yeah. So, moving yeah. on. And yeah. this, and then he goes, verse 19, For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. And here there's no doubt about this, that, that Jesus is fully God. All the fullness dwells in him. And here's what it says in 2 Timothy. It says, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. Yeah. That's that's the whole deal. He God was manifested in the flesh. The word became flesh and dwelt mm-hmm. amongst us. Yeah. And because again, there was teaching back there in superstition that Jesus wasn't fully God. That that he was he was a holy being. He was a mm-hmm. yeah. He was a person that received a certain level of enlightenment, or if you will, like that. And he's saying, no, he's fully God. He's fully God. Mm-hmm. You see, all the fullness. And by him, now it talks about 
how he redeemed us in verse 20. You can read that, David. Sure. What you know, I think I'm in the wrong book. Two Timothy or which? Uh, one, uh, no, Colossians. It okay, says in one twenty. Okay, in Colossians one. Uh twenty. Okay, got you. Just a second. Now he's going to show us how he's he's brought us to himself. He's he's given all these attributes of who Jesus is. Okay. Now he brings us to himself. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. So now we see right. him in the role of a reconciler. Right. That's bringing two things together. That, In other words, we're away from God. Through the cross, he's going to bring us back to God, reconcile. Right. He's going to do a lot more than that. Even the earth itself is going to be changed, a new heaven and new earth. This is all through Jesus Christ. But he's made peace through the blood of his cross. That's the only way we can do it. It's yeah. not what we right. do. It's what he's done. Mm -hmm. The perfect the sacrifice. Blood, the blood, the blood, without the shedding of blood. So that puts us, but look <clears> at <throat> what we were like before that, before he brought us. Look at verse 21. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. Notice that? Yeah. He says, we were alienated. That means be far away from him. Right. We were alien. We were aliens. Okay. Yeah. Far away from God, and we were enemies in our mind. Yeah. In other words, we didn't care about God. We didn't right. think about it, right. We didn't. Right. Think we were right. enemies in our mind. That's internal. Right. And by our wicked works, that's external. So both within our mind and our imagination mm -hmm. was wicked, and then what else? Our works. Yeah. Our behavior was wrong, and he <clears> changed <throat> all that. He's reconciled us to God. Right. And look at the result of that in verse 22. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. Now notice, look, yeah. look at before. We were alienated. Yeah. Enemies in our mind. Right. Wicked works. As a result of the blood being shed, now what are we? <laughs> Without We're blemish holy, and free from accusation. Blameless, yeah. above reproach. Without see these, blemish. See these yeah. three? Yeah. We go from this to darkness to light. From Isn't that sinful, something? All I mean, the when blood. you think about that for a second, and, and that, that's why we're a new race. Yeah. And, and that's why you should not look in the rearview mirror about your past life prior to being a follower of Christ. Exactly right. Because it, he already told us. We have no blemish when we're a follower of Christ. Forget about your past. Yeah, you can use it to strengthen your faith, but move on. Yeah, you got to move on. Move on because yeah. it's almost like we move from one room to another. You know, I mean, he's right. saying, "Here's what yeah. you were like before." Boop, right. Boop, boop, boop. And, and, uh, and the enemy doesn't want us no. to follow Christ. He doesn't want us mm -mm. to forget about our bad activities or deeds we did prior to following Christ. So he's going to try and pull you back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and God's saying, now, and then when you look at it, God has ultimate supremacy. Yeah. So wouldn't you want to follow him? I mean, and wouldn't you want to listen to his words over anything else? Yeah, exactly And that's what right. it comes down to. That's the way Paul is building this up in my mind. You know, he's, he's reassuring us that it is going to be tough, but following Christ we are dealing with the king of kings, the ultimate supremacy leader, right. and forget about everything else. Where you were, what you did, the people you hung out with, how the enemy is trying to pull you down. Move on. You have the power now to move on. Yeah, exactly right. And, and yeah. again, he's saying here, even your above reproach, in other words, right. there's no more condemnation. It says right. in 
Romans <clears throat> chapter 8, verse 1. Right. Now there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. So if people think, oh, I lived a terrible life, right. I can't do No, if you're forgiven and yep. cleansed, it's like the judge says, not guilty. What was Paul's background? Yeah, he was a terrorist. He was a murderer. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, and he's one of the, you know, I think we we have a, a soft place in our heart, heart for Paul. He's one of my favorite yeah, too, right? Yeah, right, right, right. And so but when you look at his, now look how joyful he is. Just follow his his program. Yeah. Follow his behavior. Yeah, right, right. And how excited and happy he is. Yeah, and think and about what he did. Yeah, he was a religious terrorist. Right. He was there when they stoned <clears throat> Stephen. Right. It suggests that he was the leader. Yes. That's why he was going to Damascus that day. He mm -hmm. wanted to get more documents. Yeah. He says, I drag men and women out of their houses. And he says, I breathe threats against them like a dog, a mad dog. And that was who he was. And yeah. he thought he was religious. That's right. You know, I mean, he that's does. right. Yeah, but once right. he comes to Christ, he says, I count all that as dung. Yeah. I just, uh, it just doesn't interest me anymore. I like the fact we're without blemish yeah, and yeah. free from accusation. Oh, yeah. I'm taking, I mean, that is fantastic news. Yeah. How could you not be happy? Because judicially, yeah. it, now, we, we still have to deal with sin in our mm. life. We, that's our sanctification. Where We're going to learn that, probably not today, of course. That's in chapter right. 3. Where now, the first here's how the epistles are often set up, David. The first half is often doctrine. Mm -hmm. The person of Jesus Christ, what right. he's done for us, our position in Christ. The second half mm -hmm. is usually very practical. Now do this. Mm -hmm. Put off the old man. No more lying. No more fornication. No more adultery. No more gossip all of this so it's real practical so the first half very doctrinal you know very uh, a lot of belief high belief and then the the second half very practical belief behavior belief right. behavior like that and once you understand it then you understand <clears throat> how these letters are put together introduction blessing closes with a benediction right. and a thanksgiving <clears throat> for you guys you right. see it's very yeah. it's a letter right you know we forget that that these things were circulating around that yes, Roman Empire. I mean, they yeah. were moving. Right. And I always think if, that's, if this is all we had, was this letter, these four chapters, uh, I think there's enough here yeah. to live a victorious Christian life. But that's, look what we got, man. I know. We got 66 books. We got the whole thing. Exactly. It's like going down a supermarket at Heinen's or something. <laughs> the I dog mean, food aisle, the pet food is it, one whole aisle. It's like the you ultimate know. gift. Yeah, you go to Delicatessen. It's, we it's got, the ultimate gift. And uh, we, we got it, man. I mean, we are highly resourced people. We have a lot to be thankful for, you know, this, 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 this time of the year. So we just got a couple minutes left, but I just want to close on, right. on this. But it says here now, here's, here's his admonition or his advice to these people he's writing to. Verse 23. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and right. steadfast. No, <clears throat> notice, continue, grounded, steadfast, not moved away. From the hope of the gospel. Mm -hmm. In other words, stay the course because people drift. How many people do we know that were once professing Christ, but now you can't tell them yeah. from an unbeliever? Right. I, I'm not judging them. I'm just saying the key to the Christian life is to keep moving yes, forward, man. That's right. Keep moving forward. Right. Put one foot in front of the other. Stay the course. You're going to get there. You know. It, it, it's it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a tightrope because. There's two ways it can go. You, you can stay focused on being humble, but we have to stop ourselves from being Pharisees because the more we get into the Word, and we may know more than others, we don't want to come across like we are a Pharisee with it. You know, it, it's better to stay focused on how Jesus 
uh, ran his life, the humbleness of what he did. You know, even at the Last Supper when everybody was saying, who's the greatest, mm. what did he do? He washed their feet. Right. So, you know, I, I've been thinking about that a lot, you know, especially when, you know, maybe some good things start to happen to you or your family. you got to be brought back, too. Mm. Uh, you know, I think it's so important, right? And, yeah, right. And that's why we use Christ is a model of behavior for right. us. Uh, yeah. Even as we're learning more in the Word, we, 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 the way people will be attracted to us is if we stay humble, even if our knowledge grows or our success grows. Well, yeah, knowledge is problematic. Right. The Bible yes. says knowledge puffeth up. Yeah. So if you just have knowledge yes. and not wisdom right. or love, <clears throat> then it can exactly. be very caustic. Mm -hmm. And that's what, see, what the thing with the Pharisees, David, is they always saw the other person's sins. Right. They always wanted to point yeah. out the other person's sins. Right, yeah. Where it, that's why yeah. Jesus, I think, one of the reasons he was so harsh on them. The other reason is they were supposed to be the spiritual leaders of the people. No kidding. But the ones he received gladly and that was sinners. Yeah. They came to him repentant, they were broken, and he received them, you know? Yeah. It's like anything else, you know. If if somebody you look up to is going to continue to beat you up on all the mistakes you've made or how your life is not what it should be, you're not going to listen. Yeah. And you're not going to become a follower yeah. because you just feel like, you know, nothing I do is good enough. Yeah, right. And right. so th that's, and Christ did the complete opposite. And he, he, he was... He was the main, he was the head of it all, the king of kings. First thing he says on right. the cross. Right. Father, forgive them. For they know not what they These do. These are men that just put nails into his I hands. I know. Yeah. And how can he do that? I mean, you know, but mm -hmm. you're right, David, because why? We're all sinners saved yeah. by grace. You know, it's just others have not been saved yet. And so we're not, yeah. we're not better or anything like that. We just want other people to hear the good news and examine the evidence for themselves. As we start to wrap up, here's one of the main themes about this yeah. whole thing of why people don't accept yeah. Jesus Christ. It's what I call unexamined unbelief. Right. They simply do not look at the evidence. They don't look at the evidence, and then they stay in unbelief. <clears throat> right. When did you look at the evidence? When did I look at the evidence? We didn't for so long. Yeah. And once I, people I got with finally sat me down and said, look at this. Now I go, oh, wow, look at that. And then all of a sudden, mm -hmm. like the lights were coming on and the evidence gave great weight yes. to my weak faith, my early right. faith. I was just a new believer. Mm -hmm. But the more I saw this, I go, oh, wow, this this thing is real. Yes. You know? and, but so many people don't examine the evidence. But yet they celebrate Christmas. Mm -hmm. You know, again, I know it's all material, a lot of material and all this gift but what's at the heart of it is a baby was born. And That's right. And why do we even, right. we don't, I, even in Bangkok they celebrated Christmas. In Thailand, they didn't know what it was about. But why do we celebrate this man's birth yes. with love, coming together, right. giving gifts, with these great hymns like Silent Night and Oh yeah. Holy Night. And, <clears throat> why? Because of this one person. Yeah. You know, what... You know, the key is, you know, a lot of people say, well, this was written by human authors. You have to decide if this is the Word of God. Exactly. Using those human authors or not. Yeah. And if you are still on the fence about it, you're not going to see clearly what we're talking about exactly today. Exactly right. So, yeah, you may be listening. We're going to wrap this program up. Thank you, David. Um, but, uh, you know, again, the book of Colossians, yeah. I'm studying this thing and I'm reading it. And I'm trying to teach it to a yeah. group. Yeah. But I'm thinking, what if this little group, a house group in Colossae 2,000 years ago, what if this is all they had to go on until they got the rest of the Bible? Yeah. Just these. It's quite chapters. a motivational speech. 
I mean, the way I'm looking at it. it it's enough. It's enough I mean, to know who Jesus is. Yeah. To know how to grow in your mm-hmm. faith, what to do, what not to do, how to have relationships as you come later in these chapters. Yeah. How to, it all contained. And I thought to myself, well, this is interesting. If they just had this one letter, they could lead mm-hmm. a fairly... But we got the whole Bible. We got the whole we got Bible. the whole Bible, yeah. man. You yeah. know, what are we doing with this thing? Exactly. You know? Yep. So... Again, I just want to encourage everybody at home, and uh, thank you for listening. Uh, next week, David, I think we're going to have a special guest. If not, we're going to focus on Thanksgiving and uh, see what the Bible has to say about sure. Thanksgiving. Terrific. And generally speaking, uh, we live in a culture today that is not thankful, by and large. Oh, yeah. And we're going to look at some of that and how we can be thankful. Right. But until then, God bless you all. Have a great weekend. And closing, I'm just going to pray. Especially those who have not yet believers. Maybe you haven't looked at the evidence, haven't considered it. And uh, I just want you to look like David and I were saying today. Just look and see what God has promised in his word. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day that you've given to us. The Bible says truly this is the day that you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And so, Lord, I pray for everyone that's tuned in to 89.1 FM this this day. Uh, Bless them. Uh, the word that was shared, uh, we pray, Lord, that somehow, some way, it's touched all of our hearts and, and by your Holy Spirit. And again, especially for those who are doubting and not yet believers, help them by your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you may reveal yourself to them, that they can go into this Thanksgiving and Christmas season and come out of brand, not just a new year, but a new creation in Christ as they go into 2023. Thank you again for this station. Bless them, we pray for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Have a great weekend.